Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's ein Rhythmus, als gäb's ein Lied, das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht. Komm dir entgegen. Hallo und willkommen zu Gegenpressing. I'm Manu Veit, he's Stefan Bienkowski. This is the transfer show. Um, Stefan, we're doing this right in the middle of of the international break. Um, a little bit of a short hiatus for the, the podcast. We didn't have a newsletter on Monday, the free newsletter, and obviously we didn't have a main show and we didn't have a preview show. So this has been, oh, I haven't talked to you in four days on the podcast. Obviously, I talk to you every day for work, but <laughs> on the podcast, <laughs> how are you doing? Yeah, it's been a kind of like a mini break almost, hasn't it? Um, uh, it's been fun. Um, some interesting international football, uh, which I wrote about in my newsletter in terms of, you know, Kai Havas playing left back, for example. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been nice to have a little bit of a break. Obviously, you know, international football is kind of universally moaned at because it kind of gets in the way of the fun stuff usually. But yeah. It can also provide a bit of a break, which is always nice. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I used to hate it because, um, as you said, it does break up the 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 actual club football. Now I kind of enjoy just a little break and to reset my head and um, you know work on some projects and administrative stuff that I usually don't have time to do to deal with and. So I do actually think it's it's a good breather if you work in the industry, but I totally understand that um, we're like, what? We're not even the 1%, Stefan. We're like the 0.01%. <laughs> so I guess I don't really count. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a, it's a, it's an odd industry to work in, that's for sure. But yeah. can't complain. No, uh, I, I will moan about certain things that happen in the job but i will never complain about the job itself it is an absolute privilege to to sit here and talk about um what for most people is a hobby so i will never ever complain i i know that this is um that we are very lucky that we get to do this um and actually get paid for it which is very rare um so yeah don't want to complain too much about it um the international break has been a good rest though i i got a bunch of articles written that i usually don't have time writing so that was fun um, and I have one more in stock from from the Frankfurt media trip that I did uh, for my newsletter. Your newsletter on Kai Harvards, by the way, excellent. Um, Thank you very much. The, the, I have some thoughts about it. I don't know if there was questions about it, but like this whole debate reminds me so much. And I wrote about it for Forbes, right? It reminds me so much of what Germany underwent with um, with Tony Kroos, Stefan, hey. and trying to find a role for him. Hey. Um, and ultimately they did, right? Like they ultimately managed it, but it's just so weird that like sometimes you can't fit a good player into a system. Um, yeah, and and look, hey, to be fair to Kai Havertz and I guess to Julian Nagelsmann, you know he did get a goal. So I mean, and his his record actually for Germany is actually really impressive despite playing all manner of positions. So it's by no means you know a slight on him as a player for the German national team because I did have I, I posted on threads and I had some Premier League fans say, oh well, you know. 
I guess Mikel Arteta has to play him to justify the transfer, but why the hell is Julian Nagelsmann picking him? And I was like, well, because he keeps scoring and creating goals, that's why, <laughs> you know, so it just, you can have the debate about where he plays and where he should play without it having to lead to people assuming that you're saying he's a rubbish player, which is could be further from the truth, to be honest. I think he's an excellent player. He's just We just haven't figured out yet where he's playing, but this debate is age long. We had it with Tony Kroos. We had it with Bastian really? Schweinsteiger as well. Remember when Bastian Schweinsteiger had to play as a left winger? Mm. Before finally well, Louis almost, Van, yeah. yeah. Before Louis van Hal said, Hey, Schweinsteiger, you know what Schweinsteiger is? He's a good num- he's a good number six. That's where <laughs> I'm gonna put him. And then all of a sudden he was world class. You know, someone will find the right position for Kai Havertz, and I'm sure it will just click um and it, it will be all right. Um that is my ultimate and final takeaway from this entire story. He's only twenty four, right? Yeah. I like yeah. I said in the newsletter, I think I think he will probably if if Mikel Arteta keeps using him as a number eight, I think he will turn good because uh basically just the article which you know I don't mind saying because yeah. subscribers already have access to it, but um Yeah. You know, the, the gist of it is that the difference between him at Leverkusen and the difference between him at Chelsea was that he just didn't get on the ball enough in the middle of the pitch at Chelsea because he was playing as an inside forward or as a number nine. Uh, but so far at Arsenal, he's been playing as almost like a number eight or as a centre midfielder, which I yeah, think yeah. is kind of exactly what he needs. He needs to be more on the ball. He needs to get more touches in the middle of the pitch. And that seems to be what he's getting yeah. at Arsenal. So that's encouraging. And hopefully, you know, he continues to play for them. Yeah, no, absolutely. Let's let's uh, move on to one of his former teammates and um, RB Leipzig, Timo Werner, Stefan. Uh, um, you, you wrote me this this morning. <laughs> I thought you were April fooling me um, on Tuesday, November 21st. <laughs> Timo Werner being linked with a move to Real Madrid where he uh, could act as a replacement from Vinicius Jr. who's out long-term, right? With, uh, uh, with an injury. Um, I, I had to double-check this. Yes, this is an actual story. Uh, I do know that Timo Werner is more or less for sale this winter. Um, he has really struggled for playing time um, at Leipzig. Um, this is his second move in a row. Ironically, the first one to Chelsea didn't work out, and then the move back to Leipzig hasn't really quite worked out either. Um, you know, with Leipzig, I think Leipzig is just a bit of a different club now, right? With a different style of playing, there's different players that are just better suited for the way Mark Rosa plays football. Um, you know, even someone like Benjamin Sesko, who is a no, number nine, he's ahead of Werner, but not always playing. Openda seems to be the number one choice. And then they have actual wingers and number 10s that can play behind um, a, num- a number nine. And so Werner's really struggling for playing time. And there has been all sorts of rumors um, linking him with moves within the Bundesliga, right? Um, mm. Eindhoven Frankfurt was linked. We get to Eindhoven Frankfurt in a bit because they have obviously identified and are close to signing two other guys, and we're going to talk about that. But it's just, it's just not going to be. There's just no space uh, for Werner right now. It seems um, at Leipzig, which is makes us even crazier now to think that he could be off to. Not another Bundesliga team, but arguably the biggest club in the world in Real Madrid. And as crazy as this sounds, that might actually work for both, both for all sides involved. Yeah, it's 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 so crazy. It might just work, as they would say in the old Hollywood movies. Um, but um, 
yeah, I think you basically hit the nail on the head there. I, you know, you could you could argue about the, you know, how serious the transfer story is itself. It comes from Sport, a Spanish newspaper, who, you know, one mm. of the biggest newspapers in Spain, but they're not exactly you know known for only ever reporting transfer stories when they're dead certain. You know, so yeah, it could yeah. be fabricated. It could it could be speculative, but. I think what's probably more interesting than anything else, and, and, and this is one of the things I love about the transfer window, is that you don't have to believe a transfer story to still take a lot from the context around it. And yeah. as you said, someone is obviously talking behind the scenes and either on behalf of Timo Werner or you know directly because of Timo Werner and saying, look, if you guys need a striker this guy here sitting on the bench in Leipzig and he can do a good job for sure. you. Um, you know, I think the context here as well is that Vinicius Jr. picked up an injury uh, in the international break. So, you know, Real Madrid are kind of running low on forwards. And, like, you could see why Timo Werner would kind of slot into that Vinicius Jr. role quite well. I mean, he's not obviously as good yeah. as Vinicius Jr., but I think we have to bear in mind that while Real Madrid are known for these kind of galactical signings, they tend to pepper them with very small signings around them to try and fill up the starting eleven and and kind of fill in the cracks in the squad. And this could be one of those moves that kind of suits all parties in a sense to you know Real Madrid move on a or sorry Real Madrid get a player who can play up front for them. Uh, Real Madrid, uh, RB Leipzig move on a player who's probably quite a high highly paid. Uh, and of course, Timo Werner gets to move on to another club and you know have a shot at that. I'm I'm not entirely sh- like I said I'm not entirely sure if this is a this is this is a transfer rumor that anyone should really pull off faith in, but I think the key thing to bear in mind here is that these whispers are already coming out, and if it's not going to be Real Madrid, there's a good chance it could be someone else because, as you mentioned, you know Werner has not really been in Marco Rosa's plans this season. Uh, he's only started uh, two Bundesliga games to date, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he's been he's sat on the bench for another two. Um, you know, he's he's picking up very little game time at the moment. Um, and yeah, it 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 would make sense, I suppose, if 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 that's a kind of sign of things to come, then you can understand why he and his agent might be working overtime as they go into the China window. A player by the way, August Tut yeah. is the agent who also represents a certain Tony Kors. Just saying. Yeah. Well, he may be doing his friend a favor there. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you mean cellar. the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. Yeah. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts.